Hello, this is Mr. Carney, and today we're going to start Chapter 2 of Attack of the Turtle. Uncle Elias yawned. Time for bed, my turtle dove, he sang out to Aunt Sarah. David picked up a lantern and walked to the door. Come on, Nate, he said. Let's go for a walk. We walked over one of the fields towards the barn. I breathed in the smell of summer corn. I followed David and the lantern down a row, the corn stalks reaching my knees. When we got to the barn, David lifted the latch of the big door and we went inside. Light from the lantern wobbled up and down the walls. A rat skittered through a broken slat. The scent of old straw and manure tinged faintly in my nostrils. I haven't been here in forever, David said. He chuckled. I sure haven't missed it. Boy, I hated farming. Well, you haven't missed much, I said, sitting on the old milk stool, hoeing and weeding, hoeing and weeding, hoeing and weeding. David sat down on the edge of the wooden feeding trough. Artemis glanced at us with mild interest, then went back to chewing her cud. Artemis, old girl, still making milk after all these years, David said, scratching the cow's head. I hope I'm in that productive, I hope I'm that productive when I'm your age. David, if you keep coming up with ideas like this water machine, maybe when you're old, you'll create a flying machine, I said. David grinned. That's not a bad idea. If we're still at war with England when I'm old, I'll drop bombs on the British fleet with the flying machine. I could see David's mind whirling, trying to visualize a flying machine. I decided I better pull his brain back into the barn before it was too late. So what in the world made you want to build a sub submarine? I asked, my mouth still struggling to form the strange word. Well, I needed something to carry the bomb. The submarine was sort of an afterthought. When it looked like we were really going to war, I started experimenting at Yale with setting off gunpowder underwater. The first time I set off two ounces. When that worked, I started making bigger and bigger bombs, and they worked too. David shrugged. But what good is an underwater bomb if you can't get it out of the ship to set it off? Why not just tow it out with a boat? I asked. Too obvious. The British would blow you out of the water before you got within 500 yards of them. Even if you did get close enough, you'd still make a racket, attaching the bomb, and they'd shoot you. I needed something that would make it, would make it be invisible to the watchman. So the submarine just sneaks up on the ships, attaches the bomb, and sneaks out? Exactly. Like I told Elias, this is pure stealth. For a moment, I forgot my fear of the water and imagined myself peddling the submarine out to attack British men-of-war menacing the Connecticut coast. I would return a hero after sinking half the fleet. Of course... Rachel Pratt, would be among the hundreds cheering my triumphant return. Nate. There was something serious in David's tone. 
that sank my daydream faster than I'd been sinking men of war. Nate, he repeated, I need help building this thing. I'm only one man. This thing is going to be big. When we're finished, it'll weigh about a ton. Literally. You saw the diagram. It's got lots of parts, and it's going to take lots of work. Why don't you just ask Ezra? I asked. David's brother seemed an obvious choice to me. He was six years younger than David and strong from years of farming. Sometimes David was sickly, and it seemed like Ezra was always behind him, shoring him up. Oh, Ezra is going to help me all right, but he's joining up with the new regiment over in New London and is going to be gone some. I need help beyond Ezra. I'd like you to be the one. I was flattered. I was being asked to help in the war. Just as quickly, a fearful thought struck. Would I have to get into the water? I asked. David sat back down on the trough. Not if you don't want to. You know my health isn't the best, so I need all the help I can get. You and Ezra can help haul equipment, find things, troubleshoot. We are quiet a minute, thinking. I wonder if you'd like the sea, if you gave it a chance, David said. You're the son of a fisherman. It just seems natural. Hey, you're the son of a farmer, and you aren't exactly farming. Quite true. It's just that you don't seem to fit with farming either. You know what I mean? I did give fishing a chance last spring, I said defensively. I got so scared. I curled up at the bottom of the boat, and they had to pry me out. David covered his mouth with his hand, suppressing a laugh. I heard about it, Nate. I guess everyone in New England heard, I said bitterly. The post writers probably took word all the way to Boston. I know why you're scared of the water. Don't you? David asked. I looked at him surprised. Didn't anyone ever tell you? He asked. Tell me what? I asked, hesitantly. Pretty darn sure I didn't want to know. You almost drowned when you were five. We were taking the ferry over to the river to Lyme. When no one was looking, you fell in. You probably saw a fish and were trying to grab it. I heard the splash and saw your face disappearing down into the water. I suddenly shivered, almost feeling the chilly water on my skin. I don't remember. I sure do, like it was yesterday. David shook his head. I dove in and pulled you up. You were coughing and choking, but alive. Lord, we were scared. We thought we'd lost you. Even Papa? I asked. David shot me a puzzled glance. Of course your father was scared, he said. In fact, he was frantic. Really? I asked. This didn't sound like the guff Papa I knew. The Papa who always seemed disappointed with me. From that day on, you've been scared of water. It even took a while to get you to take a bath. I guess we thought you'd outgrow it. Grow of it. 
An overwhelming sense of shame settled over me. I hadn't grown out of it. I was 14 and still scared of the water. Why couldn't I have been born in Pennsylvania or Georgia or somewhere where there wasn't so much stinking water? David changed the subject. I can't stress enough how secret this submarine is, he said. If the wrong person finds out, they might even try to kill me, Nate. That's how war is. The submarine will be a weapon of war, which makes me an enemy of the British crown. If anyone finds out, we'll tell them it's a machine for fishing, like Uncle Elias thought it was, I said. We'll call it the water machine. Everyone around here is used to your strange inventions. They'll just say, oh, it's just David Bushnell, and they'll go on their way. Is that what they say? Oh, it's just David Bushnell? Well, something like that. Wonderful. My name is the embodiment of all things odd, David laughed. Well, after all these years, I'm used to it. Besides, it's true. I'm 33 years old, and I'm building a, what do you call it? A water machine. The other men are marching off to war, and I'm tinkering around with an underwater boat. David looked across the barn, considering. Sometimes I think I should join the army and fight like everyone else, he continued. But I know I'm supposed to do this. Maybe this is how Noah felt when God told him to build the ark. It took Noah 100 years to build the ark, I said. I don't think we've got that long. David laughed. No, we don't, he said. 100 days, maybe. We sat quietly in the lantern light, our silhouettes huge on the barn wall. So, this butch hide is making your life miserable? David asked. I reddened at the memory of the day's taunting. Yeah, just like every summer. He's calling me a coward. Well, are you? David asked. I'm afraid to fright him, fight him, so I guess I am. David thought for a minute. I feel like a coward sometimes, too. I'm afraid to build a submarine. A lot of things could go wrong. The British could blow it out of the water, or it might leak and sink. Some of their men of war have 64 guns. Can you imagine 64 guns blazing away at the little craft? That's different, I said. You're going to fight for our independence. Butch is just a bully. Maybe you're going to have to fight your own war of independence, Nate. Freedom from fear. Freedom from being afraid of Butch. I sat quietly wondering how in the world I'd do that. I'll make you a deal, David said. You help me build a submarine. I'll help you take on Butch Hyde. But I won't beat him up for you. Heck, he'd probably beat me up. I'm so skinny. But I'll find a way to help you. I nodded my head slowly. I wasn't too sure I wanted to take on Butch, with or without help. But it sure felt good to have hope. And that is the end of chapter two.